the block. And the Blazers win the series for the first time in 14 years. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Rip City Rundown. And today's podcast is all about media day. It is wrapping up right about now as we're recording this. And yeah, media day is a benchmark for the season getting started. It's a benchmark for the offseason because it signals the start of the season. I mean, preseason's about a week away. The regular season in Sacramento is going to kick off in less than a month. And, you know, it's nice to hear the players, the coaches, Joe Cronin, talk about the upcoming season, get a new perspective. It's kind of like we're officially leaving behind last year and all the bad vibes, good vibes in this press conference, good vibes for the season. Is that what you got, Cole? From yeah, my my initial reaction, you know, there's still a couple of players still yet to go, but in the people and coaches and media members, just everyone seems happy. You know, it's good vibes compared to coming into the season last year off a tough playoff loss. Dame, his future in Portland uncertain. Neil Olshay, new coach. A lot of just new things last year, but they just didn't feel like the right new things. This mm-hmm. year, We've got new players that seem to want to be in Portland. We've got coaches. We've got GMs. We've got presidents. I mean, Dwayne Hankins even spoke of it. But everyone just seems happy. The vibes are really good. And that's what I think is the most important thing going into this year because, like, we've said it over and over on every podcast we've had this offseason. We're actually excited for this year. And I think this one, this press conference and this day kind of just amped that excitement up a little more. Yeah, I think you could definitely see the excitement from Chauncey. I think him getting a fresh start with this team, kind of like pieces that he's, you know, I feel like this is the first year he really had a say in maybe the offseason, a say in what players he wants to bring in, what culture he wants to establish within the organization. Um, the other thing I noticed, let's just talk about this off the top. The boys are looking big. The boys are looking swole. And in, in the, you know, Anthony, Nasir, I mean, they all looked like they – are in shape, maybe even gained some muscle. Even Dame, uh, I think, looks a little bigger. Well, yeah, Dame just looked healthy and happy, which was exciting to see. Yeah, I, th- I think for the most part, Nas looks massive. And, you know, we'll get into just positional, just rotations and stuff like that. But for Nas to look that big and for Nas to – he even just seemed more mature. I don't mm-hmm. know if you caught his part of the press conference because even sometimes it was glitching and turning off every once in a while. Yeah. But Nas – seems like a vet and you hear that from sharp like sharp when he was asked like who the vets he's going to it was Nas. uh jabari walker said the same thing so we'll get into each player and coach and joe Cronin and kind of what was talked about but off rip i thought just appearance wise they they looked pretty big and before we get into this before we talk about all the other players and everything that happened in media day i want to quickly plug a little bit of ripsy rundown stuff you know yeah. up in the the coming weeks, I think now preseason is a week away exactly. So a week and a day away, we'll be dropping these shirts. They're behind me. That's the front and back. If you're listening, you can go to our social medias and we're dropping shirts. We're dropping a website, big news coming out. So just wanted to continue to remind you guys of that. But I'm super excited to talk about this media day. We did a similar press conference after <laughs> we brought in all the guys in the off season and that was fun to talk about. So we've got some fun things to talk about today. I don't know how you want to do it. If you want to go in order or kind of just jump around. Uh, let, we can go in order. We can, it doesn't matter to me. I think first thing I want to bring up is kind of how you're talking about how 
you know, everyone looks bigger, they look more in shape. And I think that's important to note because that is probably number one on Chauncey's priority list coming into the year. I think he said in the press conference last year, how in the preseason playing Golden State, playing Phoenix, you know, he thought they had a good summer, thought they had a good camp. And then, you know, you roll into these preseason games and you get run out of the gym. So it's nice to see Chauncey, you know, talk about, we want to be in shape. We want to build a culture here where, you know, you put your work in the summer and you come into camp in shape, not you use camp to get in shape. You know, you're, you're always trying to stay a step ahead in this league. It's hard to win in this league. Um, but I'm most impressed by not only Chauncey talking the talk, but the players looking big, the players looking in shape. That's walking the walk. I mean, that's, that's what you want. I mean, everyone, every organization's kind of is going to say the same thing here. Like every GM in media day is going to be like, yeah, I think our pick, our pickups were great. I think our moves were great. Like no one, no GM's going to go up there and be like, man, I think that guy signed sucks. Like everyone's going to say the same thing. So you got to kind of read between the lines and honestly, time will tell actions speak louder than words. So I did like the fact that everyone looked in shape and ready to go. And you, you mentioned that no GM is going to just blow smoke and say, or yeah. no GM is going to go up there and say their team is not good and their moves aren't bad mm-hmm. um, or are bad. But I thought Joe Cronin and Chauncey were very transparent. And I, and I like that about it. Like Joe Cronin was asked, like, what do you think about this team? Do you think this team's good enough? And he said, like they realize that they are still small and that there's still moves to be made. But Chauncey also said, you can't make every move in the off season in one off season. And to get the improvements they did, they prioritized what they needed. And that wasn't just getting big players. That wasn't just getting more depth. That was getting guys that truly fit the needs of the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant, Gary Payton, while Gary Payton, we might've not needed another guard. We needed his defense. Yep. So I, I thought they worded it well. They've talked about how their roster isn't complete, but Joe Cronin did say he wants to give these guys a chance and see how good they can do, at least for the first part of the season before he thinks about making any more moves. Yeah, and just kind of to piggyback off that point, the direct quote that Joe Cronin, Joe Cronin said here was, we know that in order to contend in this league, you have to be super talented and super connected, and I don't think we're either yet, but we have the potential to be. That will probably involve making some moves soon. So again, like you said, I appreciate that Joe Cronin's not satisfied. I think past GMs, not going to name names here, but past GMs for Portland is kind of, you know, you know, in their media. Talked about day, how good their yeah, moves are. Exactly. They are. Talked about how great their moves are. Talked about how great this team has the can be. And I like how Joe Cronin is keeping it tra- transparent. Mm-hmm. I think that's important not to get expectations too high. Although I do think expectations, you know, Portland fans are smart. They're not, we're not going to finish 12th in the West and come back next year and be like, oh, we're supposed to win a championship. You know, play, playoffs, playoffs. I think just playoffs. That that goes into the category of like the vibes are just good because people are being mm-hmm. transparent. People yep. are talking about connections. Like that was a word that was said all over the press conference today, how Chauncey wants this team to be connected. And then, you know, after the coach says it, every player was pretty much asked, like, do you feel like this team can be really connected? And everyone's like, yeah, we've been here for a month. We've been working hard. Joe Cronin said this is the hardest working team he's seen in his time in Portland, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, again, that could be kind of his just saying that because he's now the GM, but still the, the proof was kind of there in what you would see. But, and even, even the expectations from the players, like, a lot of them were like, we want to just play the best style of basketball we can. We're not worried about wins. We are worried about being a team that other teams don't want to play. 
and playing the brand of basketball that we want to play. So I don't think expectations are too high for anybody. And I think that Blazer fans understand that. And really any form of success, which is basically making the playoffs and then going Mm -hmm. from there, I think would be kind of where I would expect us to be. Yeah. And I think Chauncey being able to develop a culture of transparency, developing a culture of competition, mm-hmm. um, not to say the Neil Shea Bla- Blazers did not compete, but, you know, I, I feel like definitely there's a little more like, oh, you know, like veterans, just you get your minutes no matter what, like Carmelo Anthony or Cantor or Norm, you know, not, not saying Carmelo didn't deserve those minutes. I'm just saying like, you know, there was no comp- like competition there. Mm-hmm. So I do like the fact that Chauncey is bringing in a culture of competition. He even said here, I'm going to quote him again. He says, we have four guys that are going to start for sure. The big question is the small forward spot. And we'll get into the small forward com- competition talk later in the pod. But he, Chauncey says, the way I see it, it's going to play out in camp. There's three guys, Josh Hart and Oz and Justice Winslow. It's not about the best player. It's who plays best with that unit. And I think that's important that you're not just – going ahead and being, okay, Nas, you've been on the team long enough. You're going to get the spot. You know, these three guys are supposed to empower each other, make each other better, and having an open competition, I think, does that. I, yeah, I think that having that competition, just that aspect, not just for the small forward spot, but really in every spot, because even when Drew Eubanks was talking, they were talking about competition between him and Trendon Watford. Just having that competition, having that, like, light and a fire under the players, mm-hmm. I think will be good. I, I do want to, let's just go ahead and hop into that starting small forward thing because obviously nothing was confirmed but I think most people think that it's probably Nasir's spot and I've seen just reporters and people from inside the Blazers say that Nas has looked really good this offseason and it's kind of his spot to lose but obviously Justice and Josh both said they want to start because who doesn't um if you had to just go off the vibes and what you were feeling today do you think it's Nas's spot right now? Yeah, I think Obviously. it's Nas's spot. I think Josh Hart has the talent to play the three. I don't necessarily know if he has the size to play the three. And I don't think we want to run a three-guard lineup, no matter how big Josh Hart is as a guard. I think Nas offers as good as a defender Josh Hart is. I think Nas is obviously, we can all agree, he's more athletic and he's longer, obviously. And he's probably a little more disruptive on defense. Mm-hmm. They both bring the energy, so it's a good problem to have. But I'm going Nas. Um, I think Josh Hart will be that first guard off the bench. Yeah. So. I, I think that, I mean, Josh was asked, like, because obviously last year he was able to expand his game a ton when he came to Portland because he was really the only good, I don't want to say good player, but he was the number one option once Ant went down. That's mm-hmm. why he was dropping that 40 ball one time. And then he was averaging like 20 points a game. But he was said, or he was asked, like, do you think you'll have the chance to showcase what you can do like you did last year? And he was like, I hope to. But he was also like, I hope to start. So I think you're going to see him play a ton of minutes this year. He's still going to be a really important piece. But if you bring him off the bench, like we've been talking about, he can showcase what he did last year and just do it with a second unit. And I mean, I've said that if he really dives into that six man spot, he because could probably put up some pretty good numbers off the bench and yeah. find himself in some six man of the year conversation maybe yeah i was almost gonna say like josh hart and kind of almost take on like a jordan clarkson role in utah maybe a little less offensive minded yeah. obviously clarkson More all around for sure yeah but you know hart hart's probably a better defense than clarkson obviously 
you know, so I'm not comparing them stylistically. I'm comparing them in terms of like their role on the team. I think he can play a bigger role as Clarkson did on, on Utah. Yeah. Cause I cause, think that'd be valuable for Portland. Cause even those Utah teams, like the reason people would say Josh Hart wouldn't have that role is because you have two really good guards and where are you going to find the minutes? But that Utah team had two good starting guards that were getting a bulk minutes and Clarkson still found a way to get six man of the year. So yep. I'm not saying the expectation for Hart is to get six man of the year, but like you said, to have that role. Like it's there for the tanking, taking, yeah. Um, even with two elite guards starting in front of them, so yeah. And then you know you also have Gary Payton the second here. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's listed as a guard. You know, he's probably he was, a fun. More, he was fun to watch today. He's a little more time. versatile, probably in terms of who he can match up with. But yeah, you know, four competent guards all bring different skill sets. You know, but yeah, yeah, I think Josh Hart, I think Gary Payton the second will all find some substantial minutes in the rotation. Yeah. Um, back to a little more of what Chauncey was saying. He was, and we can kind of move into Dame a bit here because mm-hmm. this was Dame's, I uh, know Dame had had a couple of press conferences over the off season, but, and this ties into even the Josh Hart getting a lot of minutes. Uh, Chauncey was asked, do, how, how do they want to use Dame this year? Like, do they want to over, not overwork him basically. Right. And he was said he would ideally play around 34 minutes a game, which obviously is down from Dame's career. Normally he's pushing 40 on a meaningless regular yeah. season game, which I think he averages like 38 over his career. I was doing some stats on Lillard for an article, but I think it's like 38 minutes per game in his career. So yeah, 34, you know, while four, four minutes per game is like, that's oh, not a lot, like over the course of an 82 game season, mm-hmm. it's a ton. He was like, Dame would obviously rather play 42 minutes because he's right. a competitor. But I think do, having that, and we've talked about it, like Dame, a lot of people are saying if the Blazers are somehow a top four seed, then Dame could get some MVP talks. But I think if the Blazers are a top four seed, I don't think Dame is playing and putting up the stats of an MVP because if we're a top four seed, you're going to see the other step up a lot. And mm-hmm. you can kind of just like, I don't want to use the word coast because obviously we're not good enough to coast at all in the regular season. Right. If you can just temper the Dame like usage rate is what I guess what I'm saying. Then you could save him for some more meaningful basketball because mm-hmm. obviously he did everything he could in that nugget series and it still wasn't enough. So mm-hmm. you can't ride Dame into the ground. Yep. Um, you're going to need help from others. So, yeah, I think Chauncey, I think he might've mentioned something about that, about how he wants to, you know, have a team that is more prone to passing, obviously less ISO ball, much mm-hmm. more free-flowing offense. And, yeah, I that'd be much more beneficial to Dame. You know, an 82-game season is an absolute grind. I mean, we know he's capable of doing it. But I think, like you said, for to really max out the potential of this team, it, it have you need scoring and you need impact from other players, other positions, whether it be Simons, Grant, Nurk, Nas, even the bench guys like you'd almost rather have dame average like 20 like you'd rather have five guys average between 10 and 20 with dame you know having 21 a game mm-hmm. and dame having to score 30 a game on 40 minutes a night yeah i i think that dame having him sit out the past year he talked about that too mm. he, he's kind of, it was funny a lot of people asked him like his perspective which was just kind of a funny way to ask him just how he's feeling this year yeah. And he he says he's itching to play. I mean, what else would you expect from him? But he he has high expectations for this team. And I think that's good. Obviously, your best player is going to say that every time. But 
Mm-hmm. I think he's got a good reason. He's got a roster around him that fits him. And I thought he had a good press conference today and he, he, he seemed like he's really ready to go more than other years too. He even said that. Yeah. I mean, just, I think even just kind of getting the general vibe on Twitter from the reporters after Dame went, they were just like, he just looked a lot more just fresh. He looked ready to go, you know, and obviously that's a byproduct of him finally becoming healthy. Honestly, it might've been Nasir who said something about that. I think Nasir was like, Oh, he said, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if he had his best season yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. More, like more or less, but yeah. Where is it? Oh, it might've been Nurkic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Also Nurkic said on Damien Lillard, he's probably the happiest he's been as far as health. It's really hard being with him every day to see that he's not hundred percent. So seeing Dame hundred percent now, it just probably just, it's a lot easier for him now. And while he's probably capable of, playing 40 minutes a game again we're going to be smart i think we have the depth this year i mean we we won the summer league championship to people <laughs> i'm just kidding but we definitely do have the depth at guard at least yeah i'm honestly if i was i think the rotation right now like people like people who get minutes are going to be the starting five it's with nas and that starting five yes i'm gonna go josh hart i'm gonna go gary payton winslow i think drew eubanks Mm-hmm. I think that's her nine. I mean, I feel like Shaden might get spot minutes, but I could definitely see Shaden kind of riding the pine a little bit. Watford might yeah. get minutes action to Drew Eubanks. Yeah. And I think I don't know. if I don't want to really dwell on this, but if you do have your trade pieces, the people that are the most expandable, probably the Justice Winslow and Josh Hart. So mm-hmm. if, say, you use those two and go pick up somebody, I think then you see a guy like Shaden, maybe that's because they trade them because Shaden's ready to get in there against the Mets or even Jabari Walker because, like, positional mm-hmm. needs. Jabari Walker would be a really good player to have and have play positionally-wise, right. mm-hmm. but obviously a second-round pick as a rookie, no yeah. matter how good he did in the summer league, mm-hmm. you're not going to have huge expectations for them. Yeah, and, you know, the Blazers are typically known to not throw their rookies immediately into the fire. Uh, Chauncey kind of said that he he's not going to look at somebody just because they're a rookie, not going to play them. Right. Um, I think that's what Terry Stotts, Terry Stotts was, like you said, known for that. Like he just saw you're a rookie. I don't care how good you're playing. You're probably not going to play. Yeah. But at least for the start of the season, I wouldn't expect anything from the rookies. Yeah. Kind of, it's a little off topic, but I just kind of want to ask you your perspective on this one. You kind of talking about how like, Josh Hart, maybe even Winslow can be some trade bait, trade potential. Jay Crowder's situation in oh, yeah. Phoenix. What, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think he'd be a good piece? He would be an interesting pickup for the Blazers because he would fit a need of a – I think he's a little less of the defense now these days, but he brings the three. He's a small four, so – I, I'm not sure he would be perfect with the Blazers, but the reason yeah. why I just I don't see it, it's not going to happen is because contract-wise, we would have to get rid of a guy like Josh Hart to get him, and I don't think you're getting the value unless you're getting something else back from Phoenix, but they don't really have anything else that they could trade, I would feel like. So while yeah. Jay Crowder would be a great pickup, it would, it would be hard. Yeah, I, I do like Jay Crowder. He brings like a tenacity on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of got that bulldog in him, kind of like mm-hmm. – P.J. Tucker-ish. I feel like every championship team needs one of those. Yeah. Um, obviously, you don't want to overpay for one of those, though. You you, you can find them. You know, uh, like Trent Watford can play that role. I'm not in any way saying that Trent Watford is better than Jay Crowder. I'm just saying 
have that. You can grow into that. Even like Justice Winslow. Yeah. kind of could do that but yeah i was just curious about what you thought about that situation over there in phoenix we do play them it's our opening home game yeah you want to, it's funny because from everything i'm reading is phoenix is the team with the bad vibes right now like chris paul said he learned nothing from the dallas series which is just wild to say i feel like um jay crowder's asking for a trade they said booker didn't smile at all <laughs> so we thought the blazers vibes were bad last year and who knows phoenix Phoenix could be on the brink of blowing some stuff up. Uh, let's talk about Simons. I thought the most notable thing he said is he wants to be an all-star, which is me and Cody kind of me and Cody made a podcast on that when you you weren't able to make it. And we were talking about how Simons has the talent. He's kind of like CJ. Like he could he has the talent to be an all-star, but you know, it's just so stacked up in the West that's probably not gonna happen this year. But he could put up he could legit put up similar numbers, just some all-star guards and mm. get zero the amount of notoriety a because the blazers probably aren't going to be a top two seed to where they're not going to have two all-stars and just because simons at this point is still a kind of a hidden gem yeah simons obviously broke out last year you know again you the the argument for that is like well someone's got to score on a team like that and while he did put up some impressive impressive games you know you definitely want to see it in a you know a fully operational Blazers roster, um, fully functional roster, you know, you, you definitely, I would like to see him push twenty points per game. Might be a little mm-hmm. much, but I mean, if we're gonna continue to be a team that's guard heavy and scoring, which which we might not, you know, oh. one thing about media days, you know, we don't get a lot of the basketball, like mm-hmm. I, we don't get a lot of X and O type type talk. You know, it's more just like vibes and how people are feeling, what people are expecting coming into the year. Um, but yeah, I think Simons has the, everything's in front of him. I think he can make the all-star team this year, you know, obviously things need to break right for him, but you know, a lot of the times when you're like a new guy trying to break into the all-star caliber type player, you kind of need a little bit of a narrative to push you along, you know? And I think Simons kind of laid that foundation last year as like a breakout player. So I think he could. Yeah. I thought that when he was kind of talking about him playing with Dame, he similar to how he said in other podcasts and stuff like that, he again reiterated that he, he didn't say he plays differently than CJ, but he kind of indicated that because he Mm -hmm. was like, he plays more like Dame, like Dame can facilitate and Dame can score. And so can Simons and they both can play well off the ball. CJ again, really needed the ball in his hands to really impact the game. I think Simons is much better in that. And Simons, I don't know if you saw the video of it. Simons looks tall. He looks like he's a good 6'4 now, maybe even 6'5. So, again, all these guys are so young that we just look at our roster and we're like, oh, we just have we, – we brought back Simons. We brought back Nas. We only signed two players. But bringing back Simons and bringing back Nas is almost like bringing a whole new player because they're so young and they have that much potential that they could really, really break out this year. Yeah, and, you know, from – year to year these guys are still developing you know you know obviously simons is going to come back this year with some new moves some new some new perspective on nba defenses you know mm-hmm. every game you play is a new opportunity to learn so for simons and for for little especially you know just getting reps like last year i know i know nas didn't get as many reps as simons did last year but i think those reps for simons were invaluable in terms of just kind of seeing different 
Because even last year we saw Simons, you know, he started getting he started getting doubled. He started getting the Dame treatment. Like he had that crazy week, and then he started getting doubled, and, and his scoring went down a little. Yeah, he, he talked about that. You know, assist numbers went up. He was like, yeah. they're gonna have to really focus on Dame. And I know I haven't played with Dame, long, hours. but that's gonna that's gonna play into me and help me obviously succeed a lot more. So I thought that was an interesting thing from him. Yeah. Um, Gary yeah. Payton. He's a little banged up right now. Oh. So he yeah. looks like he's – he said he's going to be ready for the start of the season, but he had the same surgery as Dame, and so did Nas also, yeah. the core surgery, just to clean some things up. But wow. he seemed happy. He seemed ready to go. He's a fun personality to have on the team. Mm-hmm. That was, again, proven in the press conference. Yeah. I like I like GP too. I think he's gonna do some good things for our team. I, I want to talk about Nurk. We talk about Nurk. I'll start, start about Nurk. So obviously we all know Nurk was playing basketball for his country over the summer, and he talked about this. And he talked about how it was a good thing for him. That he feels sense. like he's already ramped up and ready to go. Um, so I am excited for Nurk. I'm expecting big things out of Yusuf Nurkic. Mm-hmm. I even That's wrote well. I wrote an article about five things that the Blazers need to do to have a, any chance of competing for a title. One of them is Yusuf Nurkic just play like a top five center. And that might be a lot to ask, but I know he can do it. He has the potential. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Yeah. He, I think this is other than the year he got traded to Portland and the following year after, which was right before he broke his leg. Like he was just the happy Nurk, the vibey Nurk. Like it was Nurk fever. If you remember yeah. that. I think what this time. is the, the most like locked in Nurk we've gotten because he's finally got his new contract. He doesn't have to worry about that. Chauncey really, I think he's connected really well with Chauncey. He said mm-hmm. that what I love is the honesty. One thing I really noticed with Chauncey from day one is not really any capping. <laughs> he doesn't say stuff mm-hmm. he doesn't mean. And mm-hmm. I, I noticed that like I, Chauncey kind of has the same demeanor as Dame. And so does Anthony. Like they're all kind of have the same demeanor where like they're just yeah. real and they are focused and they stoic, they're, they're stoic. No, yeah, there's no BS about them. And I think mm-hmm. Nurk, Nurk obviously is really close with Dame. Nurk's getting close with Chauncey. Chauncey was out there at Eurobasket with Nurk for a couple games. So I think Nurk is in a really good situation, just like shape and health wise, and then like also mentally. situation and mentally wise. Yeah. That I think that he he's in for a probably his best season since he's since he hurt his leg. Yeah, that would be fantastic because we need a fully efficient, fully engaged use of Nurkic. Um, I like what you said about Chauncey Billups and like his demeanor because it is a good point. Dame, Ant, Chauncey, they kind of all have the demeanor, like you said. I think even, even Jeremy just, too. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to – watch jeremy kind of operate and act within the media or on the floor obviously i didn't watch a ton of pistons games so you know i want to see how (laughs) yeah i want to see how he he plays i want to see how he carries himself but you know obviously i'm expecting great things out of him but ant dame and chauncey they all have this stoic demeanor kind of this like i'm just gonna get my job done no bs like you know we're we're on like a for lack of a better word we're on a mission here that's a little Mm -hmm. cringe but kind of that that kind of in that vein somewhere and then you like you said you have like nurk you even have like josh hart a little bit who's kind of active on twitter you got gary payton the second you know you got these fun personalities not that damon and aren't fun but i like the contrast 
I like the different personalities within the team. And I think it has a chance to really gel. Yeah. I think that Nas and Jeremy specifically really impressed me today at their, at like just the way they handle themselves in the press conference. Like Jeremy, I even get that vibe off of what he, like how he's, how he is on social media. Like he's just a super chill down to earth person. And they talked about why he connected with Dame so well at team USA. He said like, Dame is a, like just real. He's a real person and you don't find that much in the NBA. And I think just Jeremy Grant's personality specifically really connects to that. And then Nas, on the other hand, is just, like I said, he looks like a vet and he's acting like a vet. And he was even like one of the, one of the reporters asked like, well, you've only been in the league for four years. And he's like, well, four years is a lot. So like he understands what it takes and like just what, what the expectation is for him. So I, again, I keep saying I have high expectations for everyone, but that's because the vibes are good. So yeah. it's hard to not. I think the chemistry is really there. And when I say high expectations, again, I'm not saying they're going to be a one seed, but they're going to win more than what Vegas has in that at 39 and a half games. So 40 wins for Portland. Yeah, I put that in. So you did? <laughs> um, yeah, I did. Oh, nice. A little, a little bit. Um, a, little, a little sprinkle. A little sprinkle. But. <laughs> Just overall, I, I keep saying it. it's just it was it was a good press conference for the Blazers. Um, it, like like the Celtics press conference today was a train wreck. I heard, you know, with all the MA and Doku stuff going, Doka stuff going yeah, it's on, it's kind of out of the players' control. So that's it's, uh, the it's good to have no controversies around the Blazers, no Dame rumors. No reporter asked Dame, "Are you gonna stay, Dame? <laughs> are you, is this your last year?" So. That was fun. Yeah, I think you could arguably say this is the best press conference in terms of like vibes, in terms of, you know, what people were thinking. Uh, and just not to throw on my my negative Nelly hat here or anything, but, you know, it is just because, you know, you have a great press conference, just because you you keep it real, just because you got a great culture, <laughs> yeah. you got to translate it to in, in the winning games at the end of the day. Uh-huh. Um, it makes it easier to root for these guys when you see they're just real dudes who are down to earth, like family people. So it, it's, I'm, I love being a fan of them. I'll be a fan of them no matter how many games they win, but you know, for job security, like, let's just be honest here. Like you get the, you got to win in the NBA. So I hope it translates to wins. So that that's my cynical hat right there. Yeah. And even I'll like just say some not concerns, but I mentioned it earlier. They seemed like they weren't like talking about, wins a lot which in a way kind of concerns me because obviously you want to win but i i I, maybe i'm looking too hard into that yeah so i don't know there there were a lot of talk on like you know we want to we want to build where you know we have mm -hmm. so much potential you know we're we're more about got a lot of great young guys the cult you know a lot of a lot of rebuilding talk i mean but if you know dame wants to win now and he's got faith in the group i know dame has you know, unmatched faith in every team because that's just <laughs> who he is. But, you know, that counts for something. They believe in his guys. Yeah. Um, I, I want to quickly pivot to what, pivot. Dwayne, what Dwayne Hankins said. What, he, what did Dwayne Hankins say? He was more kind of less about like just the Blazers team in general. It was more just like the Blazers and mm. like brand almost. He said that uh, someone asked him about an all-star game. If Portland wants to host an all-star game, he said, Portland hopes to be all-star ready by 2030. They 
want to grow like the rose quarter and they need to just like create more hotels and stuff and they're starting to do that but someone was like do you think you want to bid for 2025 and he shot that down pretty quickly he was like 2030 is what we're aiming for portland wasn't they, they say portland's not in a great like situation to host right now but i thought that was interesting it would be fun to host it in portland you know i don't know if that's ever happened so you know i'm not going to speak to that because i don't know either but that um, that, would be, that, that would be really cool to host the all-star game yeah. um because also, when you host an all-star game, the, the, the hometown players get a little extra love. Well, yeah, hey, like, 2030, who's going to be an all-star on the Blazers? Okay, if, uh, I guess you're wanting me to say Anthony Simons. Is it going to be someone that's not on the team right now? Probably, I Giannis? hope. Ooh. Giannis will sign. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no, here we go. You ready? You ready? In 2030, it's going to be Bronny James. Bronny James. Yeah. Yep. With Bron as our coach. With Bron as our owner owner with phil knight. with phil knight exactly the nike connection no i'm just kidding anyway um another thing that was said there. is the i think i don't know if he said they are bidding or they're planning to bid portland's planning might bid for a WNBA team so that was cool um just sports in Quick. portland they only have one segment. major sports team here and then they have the timbers too who i count as a major sports team but oh yeah no that no, counts more more or less it counts in portland when you only yeah. have the blazers and uh hey okay if you're gonna name a WNBA nba team what are you going with the roses the roses no we have the thorns that was just this <laughs> women's soccer team the timbers and the blazers um uh yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean it could it doesn't have to do with portland really it could be the the portland um just some animal just some animal what about portland, the portland axes no i'm just kidding portland unicorns no portland roses no it can't be the roses because no, no, yeah too much, like, too much that's interesting though i mean the portland bridges there's a lot of bridges interesting what are they called the organ something you're gonna, they're gonna stay portland yeah uh but i thought that was interesting just bringing more sports to portland the other it's thing basketball the, city so I'm, I'm i'm cool with it i'm cool the final thing that i want to say is the blazers returned 85 percent of their season tickets um not a number that i really care about but he did say it was the lowest since 2012 and 2013 so oh lowest lowest well, that does not necessarily surprise me considering the yeah. atrocity that was on the floor last year. Yeah, he said like the mix between us being a tanking team and then people that – because they allowed fans to pause their season tickets during COVID, and this is the year they could resume them and just some the fans. Ramifications of COVID, so, man. And man. Portland obviously like took COVID pretty seriously, so um, that doesn't necessarily surprise me, like you said. Yeah, yep. That is interesting. 85% is that's lowest in a decade, more or less. Lowest since Dame has been drafted. That's how I look at it. Pretty much. I got a question for you here as we kind of wind down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't watch Jeremy Grant's press conference. Um, I kind of think a lot of the discussion leading up to the year has been dominated around Dame and Ant in the backcourt, can they coexist? It's been about Nurk. It's even been about small forward positioning and positions. Jeremy Grant 
you know, he's kind of locked to start at the four. He's kind of just flying under the radar. I think people are just assuming he's going to be good. We need a big year out of him. So, like, what are your thoughts on him as a player? I mean, I know you kind of offered a little perspective on his personality, but just what do you think of Jeremy Grant and the black and the red? I think, like I said, he fits the team in a sense with his personality and his style of play. So that's a good thing. Um, those expecting him to come in and I an average 20, I, I don't think he'll be that. I think your scoring, again, is still going to come from Dame and Ant. And I think the third option on offense this year is probably more so going to be Nurk than Jeremy. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Nurk and Jeremy are going to have a great connection, though, because a big thing that was talked about from Chauncey is like Nurk is they want to use Nurk more and use his passing ability more and have those guards play off the ball, similar to like a Golden State and Draymond. Obviously, Nurk is not on the level of Draymond when it comes to passing, um, but like similar to something of that. And mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant was like, you know, it's going to be fun playing next to Nurk. Nurk is a great passer and I love to cut. And he was, and Jeremy's probably the most athletic four that Nurk has played with. So again, fit, like these pieces fit really well. Now, a team can fit really well, like the Pistons might fit really well, but they talent-wise aren't that good. Yeah, I, mean, I think at the end this of the team day, there's talent here. You need talent. It's got the I think as the team looks right now, it has the talent of a playoff team and the fit of a playoff team. I think it has the potential to be a little better than just a playoff team. What are you what are you trying to say? Not a championship team, but okay. like okay. like a second round team. I think if you looked at me right now, I think we're going out in the first round. The same old tune of the same old song. But I think we have the potential to make it to the second round. This just is like every other year, bro. It is, but that it's was the, the start of something. That was great. the pinnacle. And this is like here. I don't think we're gonna get worse next year. Good take. Because we take. have we have the young, we have young players that can just grow. So. So, so, what, so what you're saying, so what you're saying here is 2019 Western Conference Finals. Obviously, okay, we'll, we'll say that was an insane run. Um, I think we can say that run wasn't necessarily repeatable. So let's just say the peak was second round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So you're saying that's the peak. And you're saying, and the first round is kind of like average. You're yeah. thinking first round's the floor. Um, well, I think first round was the floor in past years too. Like, I don't think we were missing the playoffs, but basically what I'm saying is That's fair. we, we were always going to make the first round and we saw that the Western conference finals, we had injuries break our way and we had a pretty good draw with the nuggets in the second round, given the fact that they had never, that was their first time ever being good. And the yeah. West in general was just not that good that year. Man, so stacked. We had the West. great path to get there now we kind of have just reset our roster and we're on the same level it's just that this one could not go any higher this one can get higher like again a, all things can backfire and we could be a bad team this year and oh man go off we don't want that no, obviously no there we don't want we we don't want that oh the brand does not want that we the can't do two, we can't do two years of bad basketball we need a good basketball team in Portland. Portland fans deserve yeah. it. Damian Lillard deserves it. Come on. Come yeah. on. So but, I think you can just tell by the mood we have on the podcast that this was I'm a excited. good day, a good press I mean, conference like, day. Um, Bla- Blazer fans are all, you know, we're always going to have this kind of like 
immediate confidence in our team. <laughs> like even last year. Even last year, we were like, oh, playoffs, playoffs. I mean, look, injuries. Well, you derailed. did say, you said Grizzlies hey. and Blazers, 4-5. Did I say that last year? Yeah, that was last year. You sure that wasn't 2020? <laughs> no, because 2020 or 2021 was uh, the – Last year? No, that was the year before. Wow. Sheesh. Was Nuggets, Blazers. You know, if they don't get P.J. Dozier back, this is not a long series. <laughs> so we've had our bad takes. That's why we've kind of tempered the expectations. Um and I think I've always had low expectations, but up until because up until last year, we were perennial um, playoff team, and Dame could actually squeeze out fifty wins from a mediocre team. That's fair. So, All right. how, how about this? How about this? I, I got a, I got a game. I got a game here. Here we go. Give me, give me a prediction that is bold and could ap- look like a freezing cold take in six months. Um, it is. I got, I got to think here because I want to do something that's like, obviously I could just say the Blazers won a championship, but I want to do something that's like yeah, achievable. Do you have one? Or are you thinking too? Uh, I could tell you that I think we talked about this months ago, but we had, we actually had a discussion about can the Blazers have four all-stars? Like really? That was hot take uh, bad. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> mine would mine would be that the four all stars would be the, Bla- the Blazers. The Blazers are a top four team in the West, and the reason for that is because not only do they have they and they really only rely on one big is basically what I'm saying. They play a lot of small ball, and that's the reason they're good. That could really be a terrible take, and we could end up trading some people at the trade deadline and it completely blow up. But I think the way that's the only way we're that good is be if our small ball lineup works. Because I think we'll have success with Nurk in the lineup, but obviously Nurk can't play 48 minutes. And hey, that, that Drew is Eubanks, true. Drew Eubanks isn't gonna do it for me. Spot minutes here and there, but Oregon State. Yeah. Uh, Oregon State alone. We got we got the they play on the same the team. Beaver Bros. We got the Beaver Bros on 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 Portland. So um I think that's all we have for Unless you have anything else, you know, do you want to plug any of your articles that are going to be coming out for the uh, website soon? All right. Well, yeah, I guess I can do that. So I I will do that. So as you know, website dropping in about a week. And I say about because we're we're fluid here. We don't have necessarily a set time, set date. We do, sort of, but. We don't know when this podcast is going to be truly released. Yeah, so. uh, about a week on that website, all the Blazer content you need. I mean, I'm talking about articles. I'm talking about YouTube videos. I'm talking about merchandise. I'm talking about like I'm meeting the team. Meeting the team. Are you kidding me? That's insane. But you think it's I just us too? It's more. Yeah, it's more. I am in charge of uh, writing the articles. I put out an article or, it, you know, I've, I've already written it, but it's going to come out when the website is released. It's called Damien Lillard legacy loyalty and the logo i think you should check it out it dives into damian lillard's like mindset and why he is one of the most rare superstars in the nba you can probably guess it's because he's loyal but you should still read it because it's very interesting also got a few articles about the top five games obviously everyone at rip city rundown here picked the top five games that we are most looking forward to finish that one up earlier today because i'm like that and then yeah and Got some more 
as you see, my co-host here, Cole, is putting on a Rip City Rundown hat. Merchandise is going to drop, and I'm super excited because who doesn't want to wear Rip City Rundown gear? Who doesn't want to? Who doesn't want to wear a shirt at a Blazer game or and with, or with your friends? And it says not even at a Blazer game. Shot right here, and it's you could waving. you could just buy the definition. Simple- the simple Rip City Rundown black shirt with the City of Roses and the skyline on the back. That's a simple Oregon shirt. If you're a fan oh. of the City of Portland, come yeah. on. Yeah, and the, who doesn't want to wear a drippy bad shot shirt? I mean, that that just screams drip. If you ask me, oh my gosh, he's waving goodbye. Who is he waving goodbye to? You guessed it, PG and the Thunder. Yeah. So we're going to do a pre-order for that. So I'm super excited because there's nothing like going to a Blazer game and seeing people rock not only wear your product but talk about your product recognize you we've had we've had that a few times so it's really cool and what what do you what are you what are you questioning nothing you went like this oh i was trying to keep my hat on oh oh i see yeah okay i got you but it is really cool when you guys interact with us when you guys help us out when you guys take in and ingest our content because we truly love the blazers we know you guys do too and our third co-host, Mr. Cody, is not here. He's responsible for the TikTok. Go follow up. 5K on TikTok. 5K on TikTok. So that, that was a long plug. But anyway, back to Portland. You got anything else you want to talk about? Are you, oh, he's got a marker. He's got a marker out. No, there's nothing. I'm going to write our record up here, and that's going to be my prediction for the year. I think we go 44, 45, and 37. That's my record prediction. We've, I've, I've probably changed that all offseason, but that's what I'll close out on. And we will be a top four. No, wait, no, that was my hot take. So I'll go. That's, 40, that's all I got. I'll go forty-three and thirty-nine. The seven seed. Seven seed. I wouldn't mind having a little play in basketball. A little hype that. I would. I, I just want to win a title. Yeah, same. So that'll do it for the uh, press conference media day review podcast edition. If you're watching on YouTube, give it a like and comment like which player you're most excited for at least from the offseason and if you're listening on spotify give it five stars go follow our social medias links in the description as yep. well as stay on the lookout for our website and October. again that bad shot shirt i'm telling you you buy that for your dad he will love you forever okay <laughs> no, um, i'm just yeah dude, no i'm buying i'm buying that shirt for my dad are you kidding me you you think 55 year old guy walking around says bad shot you you know you know he's he he is just living life. <laughs> All right, we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Bad job.